0: Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. I'm your host, Kevin Price, talking to you about you and your business. And one of my favorite areas of business is, is uh, city developments, home developments, architecture. You know, I've talked about it uh, quite a bit on and off over the years. And I'm, I'm going to really geek out this segment with our next guest, whom I've been really uh, looking forward to chatting with. Her name's Kate Wagner. She's a writer, and uh, and she's written uh, an interesting piece recently. Um, for the nation, which is one of the oldest publications in the United States, they've been around since the 1860s. Came well welcome to the program. Talk a little bit about your uh, interest in architecture and uh, and and uh, really the background behind this current article we're going to talk about, which is why houses don't look like houses anymore. I saw that. I saw the title, and it's like, hmm, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's and my body falls immediately, and it's one of those things that I'm, I'm not sure if even most people notice it because we're so distracted by the rest of our lives.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my I, my name is Kate Wagner. I work as an architecture critic. I am the architecture critic at The Nation, um, and I've been working as an architecture critic for about seven years. And A lot of my writing focuses on what we call vernacular architecture, right, so the architecture of the everyday rather than, for example, the really big important buildings uh, that go up, though I do tackle those as well. Um, And so this column really came about because a lot of – I'm searching to – I'm looking to buy a house, right, Uh, hopefully before interest rates go up again. And I just look at listing after listing on Zillow or on Redfin or whatever – and all of these houses don't really look like houses, right? They look almost like the lobbies to hotels. Uh they don't look lived in. They are completely stark. They're completely staged. And it's a little bit frustrating because, you know, as an architecture critic, right, I want a house with some character. Um that's a big thing for me. Uh so I yeah. started to try and get to the bottom of, of why why is why is this happening? Um and so I developed a, a kind of theory in this piece about that
0: yeah absolutely when it's funny the word I use is it looks institutional that's what yeah, i use.
1: Exactly. when
0: i when I look at uh you know almost like post postmodern architecture <laughs> it's like uh yeah yeah it's interesting it's almost like uh i i think of um uh, mid century which is probably my favorite uh style which, you know, had straighter lines and was, uh, you know, different from the more um, curved and elegant furniture, and, I mean, the homes of the past, uh, but it had a coolness to it. It's almost like you're trying to eliminate anything that makes it unique.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's also just, like, what color are these houses, right? Are they blue are the interiors blue? Are they green? No, they're all gray, right, or gray-brown. And there's a part of a, a reason for that. There's several reasons that I've kind of been working with in, in a series of these columns. It, it's not just this column but a series of them. And part of the reason why we see such homogeny um, in real estate listings is because we're sort of living in a time where we can view real estate listings in a way that we didn't before. Um, For example, Zillow is a very post-Web 2.0 development. Before Zillow or before, you know, Trulia, which was bought by Zillow, uh, there wasn't as much recourse for looking at the inside of random houses, right? Um, And in terms of, like, what aesthetics sold, that was relatively difficult data to aggregate. And so... That's one side of it, is that for the first time, we're really able to just peek inside houses in a way that is just unprecedented, like even in the mid-2000s. And second of all, we have these uh, these sort of trends that have developed over the last 10 years that are very minimalist, right? You have, on the one hand, a very kind of Khloe Kardashian, modern minimalist with just white walls, no furniture, et cetera. And then on the other hand, you have that HGTV kind of modern farmhouse, which is kind of like the transitional, not quite modern, not quite traditional uh, version of that. That's more a little bit folksy, and that tends to appeal more to people in the suburbs. And so it turns out that it's not just that people like to blame algorithms, right, for this. So algorithms are only one part of the problem. We started viewing these kinds of interiors, along with traditional home improvement media, as media, um, as like real estate listings are really uh, in this way a form of media that's browsable, that is not necessarily thought of as media in the way that like HGTV is thought of as media. But we look at those listings and we internalize certain things about what makes a good house. And what makes a good house is a house that sells for a lot of money. And so we're in this kind of loop where like neutrality is valued and always has been valued by realtors as a way to sell a house. Um, there's always been a realtor adage that like if you have a house and you have it have a neutral palette, then people can, you know, theorize their own life there. Whereas like if you decorate it, like it's the rainforest or I don't know, it's 1920 speakeasy. It's a little, probably a little bit harder to sell. Um, and so those two things together really have reinforced this idea that what sells is what is, is aesthetically good. And people are decorating their houses or engaging in what I call a decorative practice. That replicates staging as, which is not, you know, staging is, a hotel is only, for example, a house or a place that you stay for a day. It's not necessarily meant to be lived in. And so when we incorporate this kind of self-policing that staging, you know, urges us to do, like no clutter, everything's clean, everything's bright. I mean, it's not a very sort of natural way to live. And there's actually a study that came out, I think at Bucknell University, that shows that there's now empirical data that shows that these home improvement shows like flip or flop or whatever are actually making people feel bad about their houses and make them feel that like if they have any kind of clutter, if they have any kind of sort of personality in their houses that they're doing something wrong. And the yeah. retail value of a house has become the guiding factor, the guiding cultural factor of how we decorate, how we look at houses and how we value space. Uh, and that yes. is a very kind of alarming development from an architectural
0: standpoint. Okay, we're going to be quickly running out of time. Phenomenal topic. You know, what? when, you, when I hear you describe it, it's almost like they're selling canvases, not houses, thinking mm-hmm. of an artist's canvas, right? Look, you can do whatever you want with this place. <laughs> but we're not going to do it because the more interesting it is, the more people they're eliminating. With that, just a couple of minutes, Can you wrap up with your final thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that my purpose as an architecture critic is to inform the critic and other people, right? And so I think that we should interrogate this idea that the selling value of a house is what matters most. And, like, yes, a house is obviously a source of wealth. It's a source of an investment. It's a source of financial stability for a lot of people who don't want to rent. But at the same time, it is also our, our home, and it has, like, a use value, right? And the use value is as a place to live, a place to raise our children, a place to, you know, tailor to our, our needs. And right now, the way that we're looking at houses doesn't do that, and so we need to develop, I think, a kind of media literacy, the way that we have with fashion, where it's like we look at these supermodels and we're like, okay, that's not what most bodies look like, and we look at these supermodel houses. It's like, okay, maybe that's not what most houses look like. So that's that's my final thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I love that. Make sure you check out the nation, uh, the com. Kate Wagner, thanks so much for being with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm Kevin Price. This is the Nationally Syndicated Price of Business. Make sure you check out that article. Frankly, even if you're not into architecture, uh, it's the kind of stuff that will make you into it. And uh, she raises up some things to think about that I haven't seen elsewhere, and I spend a lot of time thinking about architecture, even though I can barely draw a straight line. Uh, but, <laughs> but I am Kevin Price, and this is the Nationally Syndicated Price of Business.